Hello, this is Steve Shirley with RNS Northeast, and this is The Clean Life. everyone and welcome into the clean life this is episode 41 and i'm your host laura talking to you about living clean and today we are going to cover allergies now we know that allergy season is in full swing on top of flu season and on top of coronavirus it is just a triple whammy for us you know knocking our respiratory and sinuses all out of whack So I'm going to talk about how you can clean with allergies. We've done an allergy podcast before. We've learned about what allergies are. um, And that link will be in the show notes. So you guys can can take a listen to that. But we're going to talk about how you can clean specifically for allergies. And specifically if you have allergies and struggle with your spring cleaning. Um, Last last episode, episode 40, we did... Uh, how to clean your home and your medicine cabinet. But now we're going to talk about specifically if if you have allergies and you're trying to spring clean, it can be a little bit tough. Um, But we're going to kind of help you out here, kind of give you some tips on how to, how to clean your house and, and make it, make it a little bit safer for your allergies and, and a little bit of relief maybe in in these crazy times, especially if you're stuck inside and and everybody's been cooped up a little bit. This, this will really help. So I'm going to go back to my favorite tip from last time, which was starting top to bottom um, of your house. So you want to start, if you're cleaning, if you're dusting, any sort of uh, thing that you're doing, you want to work top to bottom in your room. So you want to start with the ceiling. So think about ceiling fans, any vents that you might have um, up in your ceiling. If you have any light fixtures up there, you want to work top to bottom because what happens is when you're... um, cleaning up there, you're knocking a lot of dust off of uh, surfaces uh, that could um, travel down. So um, if you're working, if you start cleaning in the the bottom, so you start cleaning your floors and things like that, by the time you get to the ceiling, all of that debris and dust is going to fall down and you're just going to be forced to clean again, which nobody enjoys cleaning, I don't think. I, I think if you say that you enjoy cleaning, you might be lying. But Nobody really, nobody really wants to redo a surface just because you uh, had a, had a little bit of dust fall down. So make sure you're starting top to bottom. So you're you're covering all the things uh, on the higher ground before you move down to the bottom. Um, and when it comes to cleaning like your vents and things like that as well, and your ceiling fans, definitely look into changing your air filters too. So uh, that was that was one of the things that I kind of sucked it up and decided to get replaceable, uh, you know, ones that you just throw out and throw those in my um, in my air system. It just makes things a lot easier. I don't have to worry about completely cleaning it out. There is a little bit more waste, but I make sure that because I suffer from allergies, uh, my fiance suffers from allergies, and anybody in my home, especially having two cats. I want to make sure that that the air is clean and it's, and it's refreshed. So I I look into uh, getting filters that that can be either cleaned completely if you're if you're good at that. That's definitely something you should do. Um, but I I definitely uh, prefer personally the the ones that you can replace and it just kind of helps keep the air fresh in your home, especially if you guys are stuck inside. 
I'm coming back into work, which is awesome. Uh, and no more podcasting from home, but uh, you definitely want to make sure that you're you're airing out um, your home. And especially if you have allergies, it's hard to open your windows and just kind of let fresh air in all the time because though that there's pollen outside, there's a lot of allergens outside that can affect you. So definitely make sure that you're um, letting the air circulate, getting, getting some fresh air, um, moving around a little bit. Um, and that having a really good, having a clean filter, replacing it often, uh, is, is the number one, um, helpful tip, I think. Then you want to change, uh, some of your pillowcases, sheets, um, switch out your comforter. Definitely want to make sure that your, your washing machine is cleaned first. And you definitely want to, uh, keep that often, um, keep those clean often. So your comforter, you don't have to clean as much, but definitely make sure, especially around this time, um, you've gone through the winter months where you've probably been using it, using the heavier blankets a little bit more. Definitely shake those out, get some of the loose stuff out, and then and then get it in for a wash. Go to the dry cleaners um, if there are any open still. But um, you definitely want to make sure that you're changing all of those things often. You're um, completely if if your your pets sleep on your bed, you definitely want to make sure that you're cleaning that often. Um, especially pet beds as well. So you want to, um, I'll move into that next, but you want to make sure that you're switching out all of these, all of these, um, blankets and things like that often. And you want to make sure that you're cleaning it because those trap a lot of allergens, especially if you're not showering, maybe before you go to bed, if you shower in the morning, um, think about all the things that you've picked up during the day, whether you're outside often or just for a few minutes, you will pick up a lot of, uh, pollen and dust and things like that. So you definitely want to make sure that you're cleaning all of those um, pillowcases and sheets often. Definitely get your comforter if it's been a while since you've cleaned that. Think about getting a cover for your comforter if you, um, something that's easily washable, a little bit easier than your comforter itself. And I do believe that there are allergen um, style uh, blankets and, and covers and things like that that, uh, that a lot of people uh, invest in that can, that can really help reduce the allergens and germs stuck in your, uh, in your blankets. And moving back into the pet beds, because you know, that, that is part of your bedding and part of fabric. You definitely want to be bathing your pets regularly, especially if you've been home and they've been out, you've been letting them out a little bit more often. If your weather is, if your weather is helpful for that, um, you want to make sure that you're cleaning their pet beds often. So a lot of pet beds have covers that, that are on the, uh, the stuffing inside, it, you know, you don't necessarily want to shred the entire bed. So, so maybe make sure that, uh, that your bed is covered. Or if you read the tag and say, and it says that you can wash it in, uh, the, uh, washer, um, definitely invest in, in something that can be, uh, that can be washed often because your pets are outside rolling around in the dirt, rolling around in the dust and carrying all those pollens inside. So you, not only do you want to bathe your pets regularly, you definitely want to make sure that their beds are being cleaned uh, properly as well, which, you know, if your pets are coming in and out, you also want to deep clean your carpet. So that's, that's a really big one. Um, even your own shoes can pick up a lot of pollen and dust and debris. You want to make sure that if you have carpet anywhere, you want to be cleaning it, deep clean it, hire a service to do it for you. If you're a little hesitant or if you, if you have the money and you can get a better vacuum that can that can really deep clean your carpet you want to make sure that you're using that as well uh get all of that uh pollen out of the fibers of the carpet 
and make sure that you're, you know, not kicking up any dirt, you know, take off your shoes. If you can try to stick to hardwood floors or tile, things that are a little bit easier to clean in terms of dust and pollen and things like that. And if you're cleaning, you definitely want to use Waltz D. So it's an FDA, so it's approved for your uh, food service areas. Uh, you want to make sure that you're cleaning with something that's not a super harsh chemical. You know, right right about now, people are people are looking for the bleach. They're looking for these harsh chemicals because they think that this hard chemical, this really uh, abrasive chemical, is going to do the job. Well, it might, but let's be real that that scent, that chemical smell, is not good. It's even worse for people with allergies. I know I've always hated this, the smell of bleach. It's overpowering. Anything that has a super strong fragrance to it as well. You know, I think like lemon scent is often uh, associated with cleaning or the, oh, I think it's pine. Um, all of those chemicals in there are not only really bad for your surfaces uh, in terms of, you know, they're, they're harsh on, on any sort of uh, hard surface that, that isn't, you know, used to getting cleaned all that often. And when you're using those chemicals, it's not only bad for uh, your surfaces, it's really bad for the air. And for people with allergies, you can really suffer um, from using some of those harsh chemicals that, that that's really, um, really hard on people uh, with allergies. So if you need something to clean, you need a disinfectant that's going to do the job, you definitely want Waltz D. Use a microfiber cloth as well. So especially when you're dusting, um, you always want to have some sort of damp um, cloth. So when you have a damp mic microfiber cloth or even a dry one, you're going to pick up um, pollen, you're going to pick up dust and things like that, but you're going to get a lot better stick and you're going to get the disinfectant power if you actually dampen that uh, microfiber cloth um, with some Waltz D. So it's a hypochlorous acid solution, which is really safe for, uh, for use in all these areas. Um, it's safe for the environment, which is awesome. Uh, so you, you can always feel good about, about being a little bit green and you're getting the same powerful cleaning, um, cleaning solution. So you can make sure that all your hard surfaces are really disinfected um, and use a microfiber cloth. Make sure that it's damp with some Waltz D. Leave that dwell time going. Um, kill all the germs. Kill all the bacteria. Get, get everything uh, cleaned up and, and make sure that you're safe um, using that as well. The other thing that you can do, so we talked a little bit about your medicine cabinet in our last podcast about, you know, in the bathroom, there's a lot of humidity going on, especially as the weather starts to change too. I live in a really humid climate. So, um, so this, this is huge for me as well. You want to monitor uh, humidity because when the air is damp, when things like that are happening, you're going to get some mold. Uh, when the, when the air is wet, you want to make sure that you're, uh, you're drying everything out completely. And sometimes that's not necessarily possible if you live in a more humid climate. So uh, my parents are back in San Diego. Their, their climate is pretty dry, so they don't have to worry as much about humidity. But here uh, in, in Middle Tennessee, uh, I've lived in Kentucky and now I'm in Alabama, there, there's a lot of humidity uh, that, that's a little bit different than what I'm used to. So that, that has been something that I've made sure uh, to keep an eye on. So I want to make sure after I shower, I make sure the curtain is you know laid out. I make sure that I dry it as best as I can. Uh, when I'm in the shower, I definitely uh, let the, let the um, air fans on. So I make sure that I'm I'm trying to pull as much of that extra moisture 
that I can out of uh, the bathroom. I leave the doors open. I might crack a window just to make sure that everything is kind of circulating a little bit. So that's really helpful. Mold is a huge, huge allergen, and it's something that that really affects me as well. So I make sure that not only am I keeping uh, my shower curtain and the things that I touch in my bathroom uh, kind of dry and um, free of some of that mold, I also make sure that I'm cleaning my bathtub often. So I make sure that I get into the to the um, to the edges. I make sure that I clean up. I make sure that everything's dry or aired out somehow. Um, I make sure all of my towels are dried out too as well. Um, you definitely want to make sure that you're hanging them up and not just kind of throwing them in a pile on the ground. The other one, super big one, is your uh, bath mat. So when you're getting out of the shower, if you if you have a little bit extra water uh, dripping down, you want to make sure that your bath mat is being aired out uh, often. That's that's something that you can probably throw in the washer. Definitely check the tags uh, from where you bought it. Um, you can also use just a regular towel instead of a bath mat. And those are super easy to just throw in your washer and dry pretty quickly. Um, and then finally, I'm going to go on my little uh, little minimalist rant, uh, if, if you will. Uh, when you have a lot of excess clutter in your house, so you have things that are just collecting dust, it's really not good for people with allergies. Uh, you know, if you have bookshelves or, you know, extra clothes and things like that that are just hanging and collecting dust, um, extra furniture, things that you don't necessarily need, those are just more surfaces for these pollens to stick to. Um, you may, Maybe you have an extra couch or chair, things like that, that maybe aren't hard surfaces, so they're a little bit tougher to uh, clean. Um, things like that. The easiest way to clean, reduce the this clutter, reduce the um, the pollen and dust that is accumulating is just to get rid of it in the first place. Um, if you don't have the surfaces to clean, well, number one, you're going to have less things to clean, which I don't know. If you don't like cleaning, that's kind of a good deal right there. It's That's pretty much the only reason that I uh, don't have any stuff, so I don't have to clean it. Uh, but you, you really just kind of want to take a look at, at the things around. And if things are really just collecting dust, you're not really using it. Um, they can go to a better home or you can donate them, um, to, uh, shelters or anything like that. You want to make sure that you're, uh, if you have less things to clean, it's even better for you, but you can also contribute to other people who maybe, uh, need some more items or need some things that, that they don't necessarily have in their life. Um, and I think the biggest thing when it comes to spring cleaning is everybody thinks that spring cleaning is only done in the spring. And, you know, that's why it's called spring cleaning. You, you know, try to do everything all at once. Well, especially if you have allergies, it's really hard to kind of kick up all this dust just once a year. Uh, you suffer for the rest of the year. Um, but with, with all this pollen and things like that uh, in the air, uh and just trying to clean once a year or, you know, do the super big clean once a year, which obviously is still really good. But a really good tip for people with allergies is actually creating a cleaning schedule. Because what happens is you sit down and you're like, okay, I have to spring clean. You have so many different things that you have to super deep clean or make sure that you're getting the entire house. That's that's really overwhelming. Um, as somebody who suffers with allergies, I really don't like sitting down and, and looking at my house and being like, I have to clean everything right now. So when you um, set up a cleaning schedule, 
you you kind of minimize the the work that you have to do. So you you do the same amount of work, but because you've broken it apart into a schedule or multiple days, things like that, it's a little bit more tolerable. You can kind of manage your time, manage your cleaning um, a little bit better. So maybe on Mondays you decide, all right, on Mondays today, I'm just going to clean the kitchen. I'm going to, you know, kind of tidy up the surfaces. I'm going to get any, get rid of anything that needs to get rid of. Um, and then kind of move on. Once you're done cleaning the kitchen, you're done. So then on Tuesdays, maybe you decide, okay, now I'm going to go into the kid's bedroom and I'm going to clean, you know, their surfaces, things like that. What happens is, you know, each day if you dedicate to a certain room or you dedicate certain uh, furniture or spaces in your house, what happens is that cleaning, that massive spring cleaning uh, purge that everybody does kind of just becomes a little bit more manageable. And what happens is throughout, if you keep this schedule throughout the year, you're not going to hit spring cleaning and be like, oh my gosh, I have so much stuff to do. The great thing is you've been doing this throughout the year. You've uh, set up a schedule, you get into a routine of it, and now you don't have to worry about those super big cleaning days. You're just going to have a normal schedule that you follow and say, oh, I'll clean up here, I'll clean up here uh, the next day. And and it just makes life a little bit more manageable, um, makes your cleaning a little bit more manageable, especially if you don't, and you know, you're minimizing all your, all your surfaces, but you know, after a week, if you, you know, go back the next Monday, your kitchen really isn't going to be all that messy. And the more that you see it clean, the more you're going to want to keep it clean. So, you know, little things like putting your dishes away, um, right away, or, uh, making sure that your surfaces are kind of wiped down at the end of the day, all of those things start to build into your day and you're going to, you're going to want to keep everything clean. So those are really good tips for, uh, cleaning. If you have allergies and you're, you know, picking up a lot of dirt and pollen and things like that. The one thing that I didn't cover in the beginning was when you're opening your windows, especially on high, you definitely don't want to open your windows on high pollen days. But the other thing is if you haven't opened your windows in a while, your screens, the, you know, the tracks in your window, they're all going to be pretty full of pollen because you've had wind, things have built up a little bit and you haven't cleaned that in a while. So you definitely want to be careful if you're, once you're opening your windows again, um, clean off those screens uh, from the outside, from the inside as best you can, get all that pollen off and, and make sure that you're, you're sticking to a cleaning schedule that, that works for you and just kind of makes things a little bit more manageable. So that is all we have for episode 41, so many episodes of this podcast. So we want to sign off and tell you guys, to be safe, remind you to wash your hands, make sure you're disinfecting everything. Uh, use some waltz free if you got it. Uh, definitely get in on that waltz D as well. You wanna disinfect your surfaces as best you can. So all right guys, I will see you next week on The Clean Life.